0: Prince remembered from the current. It's the current's morning show. I'm Jill Riley. I have a special guest in the studio in town for the Twin Cities Film Festival. There's a special screening last night of a film very close to our hearts here in Minnesota. He directed, co wrote, and edited the 1984 Prince movie, Purple Rain. Albert Magnoli is here. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the Twin Cities. Thank you. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been.
1: Last time I was here in
0: 1990. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a while. And it's, you know, been a while since the release of Purple Rain. Yes. Now 35 years. What's it been like for you to revisit that film? Well, the
1: interesting thing, I mean, uh, you have to understand that when we were making it back in 1983, this would not even be remotely a conversation we would have. Um, just trying to get through each day, making the best movie you can make, obviously. But um, what has happened since then is... Stunning and startling to all of
0: us. So take me back to the very beginning. Uh, When did you get involved with the project?
1: I was editing a picture called Reckless at MGM at the time. I had just come out of film school. The director was a colleague of mine at film school. When we were in post-production, Bob Cavallo, who was Prince's manager, was looking for a director to helm a script that they had written. Uh, They had hired a writer and they were now looking for a director to attach himself to it. And um, they were not having any luck. So they came to my editing room to watch Jamie's movie, Reckless, and asked after they saw the film if he'd be interested in making the movie. And I immediately volunteered him on the spot because I was looking for my next job and his. Mm -hmm. And I figured, he'll direct it, I'll edit it, and we'll just keep working. He did not like the script and passed on it. And I said to Bob, let's have breakfast. And during that breakfast meeting, he literally asked me what the movie could be, what the storyline could be. And for some reason, on the spot, I essentially told him, the story of Purple Rain. I mean, it just came out of me, and he looked at me and said, what are you going to do now? And I said, "Uh, it's Wednesday. You're putting me on a plane on Friday. I'll meet Prince Friday night. I'll tell him the same story. If he likes it, we make a movie. And if he doesn't, you're out a plane ticket in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. And he said, I can make that deal.
0: So what was it like then to come to Minneapolis, meet Prince, and pitch him the story?
1: Well, the interesting thing And this is one of those moments. He didn't know who I was or what I looked like. So another part of the management team, Steve Farnoli, and Chick, the bodyguard, escorted me to the hotel where Prince was staying at the time. And they said, the elevator doors at 12 midnight, Friday night, Saturday morning, will open and Prince will come and then we'll go out and have a meal and you'll talk to him. But I was standing apart from them. So when the doors opened on the right-hand side of my vision, Prince emerged from the elevator about 12.05, and he walked across the lobby in front of me to go to Chick and Steve on the other end. They were standing by the door. And during that walk, I was able to focus on him without him having to focus on me. And what I saw was an extremely solitary and vulnerable person And that embedded itself in my feelings for my own material, my story. So by the time in 10 more minutes when we were sitting at the restaurant and he asked me to tell him my story, I had literally come up with on the spot the whole thing about the father, the violence, the hoarding of the father's music. And so that was a heck of a walk. And it really imploded the material with all that dramaturgy that pathos that terrible violence that he came from
0: so what was his reaction
1: his reaction was uh startling because he said after i told him the story he got very quiet and he said let's take a ride so we went in the car and we pulled out out of the restaurant it was on a highway somewhere around here and then all of a sudden he made a left and it was nothing but blackness now, I learned later that it was farm country and we were just going down the middle of a road and there was no lights anywhere. Mm-hmm. But for the moment, I was thinking, this is like a womb, I imagine. If I was a child in a womb, this would be dark. But then I said to myself, no one knows I'm even in Minneapolis. I could die right now and no one would know where I am. I so I would have been was,
0: thinking, where are you taking I was taking thinking all me? of this stuff. right?
1: <laughs> but then he said, he said, after about 10 minutes of silence, he said, how do you know me? And I said, I know you through Little Red Corvette the video, which I saw. And I know you from the album 1999. That's about it. He said, how is it then that you tell me my life story in 10 minutes?
0: Wow, so he was almost kind of spooked that you got it so right. Yeah. Wow. I'm talking with Albert Magnoli, director of the film Purple Rain. So here you are. You have pitched the story to Prince. He's all in. Now, what we know of Prince from his legacy and his career is that he has always had creative control. And so what was it like collaborating with Prince. I mean, did you feel like after that moment, like he just, he trusted you to write the story?
1: Yeah, it was absolutely never about creative control from his side of the camp at all. I told him very specifically, I need good music. I need lyrical content that will push the narrative. We're making a movie. We're not making a rock concert or a video. It's a completely different world. It is alien to everything you know up till now. And when I have the film crew from Los Angeles show up, it's a big machine like your machine is. And our job, his job and my job, is to make sure that the union between these two separate camps is seamless. And there was just an implicit trust in the entire experience. There was never him saying, it's got to be this way or this way. Never, nothing. Essentially, he stayed in his lane. I stayed in mine. His job was to provide that music my job was to make that music come alive and to show you how insane that was during the editing process I came across in the movie a place where I realized that a scene I had shot was not necessary but the content of that scene the drama the violence of that scene needed to be portrayed I realized I could take the same footage and turn it into an editorial montage, but I needed a new song. Prince happened to be in L.A. at the time, so I called him in the morning. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning, and the fact that he was up was a little bit strange, but he answered the phone, and I said, listen, I need a new song, and I need it to do this, and I explained to him. I'm bridging this scene to this scene. The scene that we shot, I'm not going to use. I told him that the content that I need in the lyrics was about father, mother, violence, darkness, blackness, his role in that, and their role in doing what they did to him. I said, the song can have a fast pace or a slow pace. I can cut according to the beat. And he said, okay. So that was a Wednesday afternoon. So the next day, the phone rang in the editing room. I picked it up, and he said, hey. So I got the two songs. And I said, great, I'll be over in a second. So I got in the car, drove over there, and I listened. I listened to the first song. It was a faster paced. I listened to the next song. It was a slower paced. The content of both songs, the lyric was perfect. And I said, let's do this one, the second one, the slower paced song. I said, what's it called? And he said, When Doves Cry.
0: Oh, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking with Albert Magnoli, director of the film Purple Rain.
1: There was a hundred songs that he had done. How many of these are any good for the movie, if any of them? Here, listen to the hundred, he said to me, and figure it out. So I listened to all the hundred. I had his people put down the lyrical content of each song so I could read the lyrics when I'm listening to the song. And I was able to take those songs that were appropriate and line them up into my narrative structure. Because it was important for me that... I was only gonna be on stage if I was propelled to be on stage. And I'm only gonna go off stage if I'm provoked to go off stage because a narrative needs to kick back in. So interestingly enough, there was no purple rain in that 100 songs.
0: I had assumed that that song had existed.
1: It wasn't in the 100 that I heard. So I went to him after I lined up what I thought was the storyline and lined up the songs in that lineup. I said, we're missing the song, that catalyst after all of this journey, that song which releases you finally to become the person that you should become. And he said, okay, I got another song to write. And it was August 3rd, 1983, when they, he and the Revolution performed at uh, the club, First Avenue. And I was there that night sure, to listen to the music, but I was tasked with the idea of where am I going to shoot this s- film? What club am I going to use? If a club, we might rent a warehouse and turn it into a club. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm spending my time walking around that club, figuring out if I can shoot here. Because the visual had to be you know, what was in my head, and it had nothing to do with this club. So I, I said, can I raise this to that level of the visual that's in my head? And then there's a song that's played, and I listen to it, and I go, I'm looking at the audience, and I'm looking around, and there is no real expression on the part of the audience, because it's a new song, they don't know what they're, they're listening to yet. So after the concert was over, I went to Prince and I said, there are four songs back, or three or four songs back. It kind of reminds me of a Bob Dylan ballad of some sort. Um, and he goes, oh, you might, you're talking about Purple Rain. And I go, yeah, that's the song. And he goes, it is? And I go, yeah. That's the song, definitely. And he said, okay, okay. And then there was a pause and he said, can we call the movie Purple Rain? And I said, yep.
0: Perfect. And it all came together. That's it. <laughs> wow. I'm talking with director Albert Magnoli about the film Purple Rain. He directed the film, co-wrote the film, collaborated with Prince on the film, uh, just talking about all these uh, you know, great stories of how the music came together for the film. So you are in Minnesota right now in the fall, and I imagine that that's kind of a familiar feeling when it goes back, when you're going back to uh, talking about filming Purple rain in Minnesota because it was kind of like this when you filmed, right?
1: Um, well, here's the interesting thing. You're absolutely right. Uh-huh. Um, I remember, obviously, um, I got in about September 15th, uh, 1983, and you know, you see the weather, and I was told this: this we're going to have a bad winter. I guess, a, I guess, the farmers' almanac predicted, you know, massive destruction with snow, and um, it just so happened that they could predict that on October 31st, that there was going to be a good day, a good fall day. And could I take advantage of that? Is there anything we can shoot on that day? And we weren't scheduled to shoot until November 1. And I said, well, you know what? If you give me a helicopter, I can do all the motorcycle shots with him and apollonia on their way to the Lake Minnetonka. So we got all that wonderful footage on that one day and then the next day, Apollonia jumped into the water. It was twenty degrees. And the next day, it was eighty below zero and eight feet of snow. She
0: was great. Uh, who came up with the line, "Purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka"?
1: Well, I wrote it. Um, uh-huh. yeah, it just, uh huh. Yeah, just it just sprang, you know, because the idea was he's he's rejecting her by saying, "No, I'm not going to do your music. I'm not going to do anything for you. I'm not going to help you." And then, you know, the slyness comes about and says, uh, anyway, the reason is it's because you have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Mugataka. So that just sprang forth from just understanding uh, what the needs of the narrative are at that moment.
0: Prince left behind, you know, such a musical legacy in his entire career. And he's touched so many lives, his fans, his peers, people that would come after him in the music industry, so we have this musical legacy and and that really like is attached to the film. But what is the legacy of the movie of the film Purple Rain?
1: I think in in a technical term, I think from a filmmaking point of view, I think there is a seamlessness between narrative thrust, storyline and music. Um the the music serves the storyline and the storyline serves the music and unless you have those two separate worlds, working in harmony, it's very difficult to have a successful motion picture. That's one legacy. The other legacy has to do more about hope. It was an innocent time. We were just kids. But one of the things was making it authentically. And so we just fought every day to be truthful that's
0: it yeah telling the story of just a kid from minneapolis who again would become an international superstar and it happened in real life for prince and and you know that's the hope in the movie and i imagine albert just being back here in the twin cities and thinking about prince you know i can hear it in your voice i can hear the emotion i can see it in your face right now that it's kind of just a beautiful thing to look back and look back at that relationship that you had with Prince.
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a creative moment without any interference from everybody because no one knew what the heck we were doing. I mean, you know, it's like you're making a movie in very difficult environment. It's harsh winter, and you're attempting to make it look like spring and summer. And all the colors you use and the lighting is pushing the spring summer narrative but to be in that moment where we're just kids Mm -hmm. um, that's the special part of it
0: well I thank you so much for coming by it's been just an honor to meet you and to talk to someone so close to a movie that we love that we just love as fans of Prince so thank you so much for your work you're welcome Albert Magnoli director co-writer editor of Purple Rain take care
1: thank you